What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 58 of the RXP podcast, the podcast where three working professionals talk all about their love for movies, TV shows, and video games. I'm, of course, your host, Matt, and today I am joined by Tiffany. Hello, hello. And Alex. Hello. What is going on? It is 2022. We have arrived. We are like full back in the swing after our holiday break. How are you guys feeling? Yeah? A couple weeks in? I still thought it was 2021 last week. (laughs) I feel like you have like a month or two where you keep writing 2021 on everything. And it's like a pass almost. You get into like April still saying 2021. Uh, I I think you have a problem. But it's 2022, guys. This is all... This episode is all about what is happening in 2022. I would say, you know, if you go back to our Zeitgeist episode, right? We're talking about hype. We're talking about what gets us there. I feel like I am very much a hype person. Like, I I just get hyped all the time. Um, And so this episode is all about that. We have, listeners, six items each of things that we are looking forward to in 2022. And... Honestly, when I was putting my list together, I realized how much I'm looking forward to this year. Like, there's way more than six items that I could have talked about, but it was hard, and I I, I narrowed it down to six. Are you guys ready to go through our six? I'm ready. Oh, yeah. So, starting at number six, I'm going to be talking about a game that I've been looking forward to for a long, long time, Tunic. Tunic is a isometric game. It is very much Legend of Zelda. The one developer, so this is a one developer team. This is a guy that left, I think he was on Silverback Games and left because he was doing this kind of like a side project. Really wanted to make his mark and do something that he really loved. Has been developing this since 2015. So this is six years in, or yeah, no, se- oh gosh, it's been seven years in the making. I almost did the whole 2021 thing. <laughs> you know, seven <laughs> years in the making, and it's finally coming out in March. Uh, this is also being published by uh, the people that uh, made Night in the Woods, or, you know, last year the game uh, Chicory, uh, Colorful Tale, same publisher. Uh, this is, I-, I think, going to be an indie darling this year. This is definitely giving me that Death Door vibe of kind of that Legend of Zelda-like that takes a lot of influence from one of my favorite gaming franchises. It kind of makes it its own. It's this small, little, cute little fox in an own, you know, unknown world, getting power-ups, fighting, you know, evil things as it goes along. Looks cute, looks fun. Uh, it should be uh, coming to Xbox uh, fairly soon, just a couple months away. And honestly, it has been seven years in the making, and I am so excited for it to finally be out. So that takes my number six spot. Which, of course, I don't know if you guys would play it on Steam or maybe online or uh, on PC potentially. I've seen a lot of demos for this played, right? Because it's had a few like previous demo showings last year, and it definitely mm-hmm. feels like it's one of those like Death Store situations for me, where I'm not like super hype on it. Like I understand the anticipation for it, but I think it's something that I'll come to at a later point. So if it mm-hmm. releases maybe mid-year 
feels like this is like a good fall time game for me where I'm like, maybe it's on Epic store. Maybe Epic has a $10 coupon that they like to give out very often. I'm like, if I can get tunic, you know, six bucks on Epic or something like that, that sounds like it'd be a great deal for me. But I I think it's something I'll get to eventually this year. Mm -hmm. It looks very cute and I'm, I'm intrigued by it, but I'd have to wait for it to come to Switch or something for mm-hmm. me to consider getting it. Yeah, I, I I bet it would. Like this looks honestly, if you look at some of the screenshots, it looks like a Switch game. And you know, this kind of being a third-party publisher, it's coming to Xbox exclusively right now on console. But I I would I would imagine this makes it to Switch eventually. Maybe you know six months, kind of like Death Door. Anyway, Tiffany, we're just going to go straight to you. What's number six? So my number six is a Netflix original show. I was very taken with this small series called Bridgerton on Netflix. Oh, okay. It it was a Victorian... It's based on a bunch of romance novels, like Mm -hmm. literally. And it is a Victorian era show. It's about this family, the Bridgerton family, that has like eight to nine siblings in the romance book situation. It's like each book is one sibling. And the first season came out Christmas Day of 2020. And I, at least I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 2020 because it didn't, Mm -hmm. yeah, Christmas Day 2020. And I watched it, like binge watched it Christmas night stayed up late it's really cheesy Mm -hmm. and kind of ridiculous but i very much enjoy it and i like the whole sibling the crazy fact that they have like eight sibs and also what's the i think the unique twist on it well there's two unique twists the show has like a gossip column essentially like this one character named lady whistledown talks about all this gossip and publishes papers to share (laughs) with like freaking Victorian London and like talks about how like you know so-and-so might be interested in so-and-so and and they were seen behind the bushes blah 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 it's ridiculous but they also has it also has classical style modern music so they legit have like a freaking string quartet play like shake it off or something like interesting and they and they blend it into the show like it's normal Mm-hmm. And the show is literally ba- the production company that makes this show is Shonda's Shonda Rhimes's company, you know, from Grey's Anatomy fame, from How to Get Away with Murder, the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. It also has blind casting, which I really like. So they're very, you know, open to diversity, especially yeah. during a time in Victorian London where there was no diversity, really, you know, in the in the historical sense. Mm-hmm. And I think even in the second season, one of the characters or the, one of the characters' families might be Indian or Pakistani. Okay, cool. Which I think is really cool. Yeah. And the queen is actually, I think, um, like black. Like yeah. in the show, the queen of the time is black. It's a it's a lot of fun, you know. It's a binge watch. You know, you're you're probably gonna think about it for maybe a week and then move on. But it's I had a blast and it was adorable and you know the everyone's attractive, so it was a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> does it have a solid date yet? It does. The second season comes out. 
I believe, sometime in March. But let okay. me check that really quick. The uh, Bridgers- the interesting part of the the music thing kind of brings me back to The Great Gatsby, the one with Leonardo oh. DiCaprio. Yeah, like I never uh, saw that. I it you know it it had its faults. It it kind of was all over the place sometimes. But what I really loved about it was that they made a choice to not just go completely jazz with the music, but mm-hmm. instead have it like hip hop and rap. Uh, oh. Because they, the reason that they were talking about it is that was like a very uh, like conscious choice on their part because in like the 1920s, jazz was kind of like this music that was maybe more urban and maybe like more not as sophisticated as someone that comes from like a high class. And so they were saying in like today's time, like how to translate that is to go to like R&B, hip hop and rap. And that's kind of like our modern kind of music Take that would meld on. with Great Gatsby. So that's pretty interesting. I, I never got into it. I love chick flicks though. So I've always been meaning to go back. So maybe I'll check it out before the second season comes out. Yeah. So this, I just double checked. The second season comes out March 25th. Also, one thing that I was pretty excited about is that Netflix actually came out and said there's definitely going to be at least four seasons. So okay. and we don't know if each season will be one sibling or if they will start merging like because the first season was one sibling and so they don't know if season two is going to be, you know, the second sibling or like two of the siblings arcs in that season. So it it was it's quite fun, you know, just yeah, like a rom-com. I mean, not really mm-hmm. much comedy, but just a little cute romantic situation short, you know, eight to ten episodes. So looking forward Perfect. to it. All right, Alex, number six. All right. So we have a game we have a show so obviously mine had to be a movie right to round out the trio so my number six is the mcu movie doctor strange and the multiverse of madness and you know this comes off of uh, we're getting a lot of doctor strange recently right you know Mm -hmm. as people might know he's he's in spider-man he was in the mcu movie you know the collaborative mcu movies of you know, Endgame and Infinity War. He had his own movie several years back. It just feels like we're getting a lot of him. And also, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch, great actor. And the fact that, you know, Doctor Strange as a character was apparently a porn in the What If series on Disney Plus as well Mm -hmm. for some episodes. And so really a lot of what the MCU has built to recently, or at least Disney's building slash Marvel's building with the recent releases is some sort of obvious importance of Doctor Strange in what may be the future tra- trajectory of the MCU as a whole, right? Obviously, things like Loki is playing, you know, has story elements also relating to it. And so I'm really interested in Multiverse of Madness, mostly because, right, it has Doctor Strange in it. And also, this feels like the first real kind of kickoff. I know people look at Spider-Man No Way Home and you might point to that being kind of the first major kickoff or even Loki and pointing to that might be the first major kickoff of this whole entire next phase of the MCU. But I think it's really going to culminate in saying this is what is setting the ground for what to expect for the rest, you know, the next few years uh, from Marvel movies. And I'm very interested also in the premise. I do like how it seems like the enemy or the main antagonist of the movie is just going to be an alternate version of strange 
that mm. has gone through different things. And I think that type of character conflict that's, I guess, technically interpersonal, but also interpersonal because they're two different strangers that I think at least stylistically, you can tell an interesting story to say at one point, you know, they're probably the same, but at, you know, at that point they then split off into wildly different directions. So you're going to have kind of a, I guess, dueling acting situation mm-hmm. where obviously he has to be antagonistic to himself. So I'm definitely interested to see what happens. This is my number two. Nice. Wow. Most, okay, antipi- cool. most anticipated experience. I'm so stoked for Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I took off a day from work <laughs> to make sure that I could watch it multiple times. Okay, I, I didn't go that far, but I'm excited for it. Obviously, because it's my number six and not my number two. but Because it comes out on May 6th, baby! You know, this didn't make my list, but it's definitely something I'm looking forward to. I think it's probably... Mm, it might be my f- my most excited thing about the MCU this coming year, and I feel like there's still a lot that we really don't know about it. Um, as far as like the teaser trailer that was at, you know, one of the deleted scenes or uh, sorry, in credit scenes was just a trailer for this movie. I thought it, it looks interesting, and I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Like if we get more Benedict Cumberbatch, I- I'm just excited. And finally, to make what if like meaningful like i would love to see what if yeah yeah because honestly if what if was just standalone oof yeah i just what if not like that would have been great did not hit (laughs) yeah all right my number five my number five is uh an hbo show actually that comes out um i forgot all about this coming this year which is Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. Uh, This is the prequel to Game of Thrones. Uh, I came in very late to Game of Thrones. Actually, the only season that I watched live was the last season, which is the one that everyone hated. I'm very nervous about this show, but the teasers and all the trailers leading up to this point makes it look just amazing. Like, I, I just cannot wait. And honestly... HBO just has this gloss over them that I just feel like their shows and their productions are just so well done. So I'm really excited for this. I know that they're going to really get the acting right. I think what I'm most worried about is potentially the writing because that was kind of what hindered the last couple seasons. But uh, I was actually talking to a friend of mine who's going through Game of Thrones for the first time uh, this year and just listening to her thoughts on it right now. Like I just like had all these memories of that show and I just can't wait to see more. Um, Definitely forgot that it was happening. It doesn't have a specific date, uh, but it is TBD 2022. Are we going to get more Starbucks coffee in house of dragons? Oh man. You know, it's 200 years in the, you know, before. So I don't know, like we get oh, yeah. in the cafe. You're, you're right. Then? So, I don't know. Starbucks yeah. doesn't exist yet. You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh gosh. There's so much a mess about that last season. Ugh. Anyway, Tiffany, you're number five. 
So my number five is the second is one of two items on my list that does not have a confirmed release date. I'm just hoping okay. and praying that it comes out in 2022. And that is. Did you forget? Um, no, I'm doing a dramatic <laughs> effect. That was a nice pregnant pause, you know, for the yeah. listeners but out there. For a second, I thought Discord stopped and I was like. Nope. Yeah, it's like, did it's, the audio cut out? They're they're checking their timeline to be like, I'm it's pregnant still pausing playing. because it's, I don't even know if it's coming out this year, but it's Umbrella Academy season three. I oh, really wow, want yeah. it to come out. Honestly, I was debating between this and the boys. And to be honest, I just like the boys is sort of like a show that you can't like a car crash. You can't turn away from, but Umbrella Academy has like a lot of family issues and family dynamic Yes. Whether it's it's like quirky AF. So yeah. I'm really intrigued to see the results of all the time travel shenanigans. And so I really, really, really hope that it comes out this year. Um, I'm looking forward to Umbrella Academy coming back and seeing a whole new set of ones through sixes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I did not even remember this was coming out potentially this year. And honestly, you're so spot on. The boys, like, we've done multiple peer reviews on the boys. And, like, I really enjoy the boys. And we'll probably do a peer review on season three this June. So check it out. But, man, is it a mess. Like, it's just so, like, it makes you feel almost, like, dirty on the inside. Yeah. It's just, like, it's very graphic. And it, it does have some of that conflict. But the conflict in Umbrella Academy is just, like, has more, uh, like nuance different shapes and nuance to it yeah yeah Yeah. it just oh wow what a great pick great great pick i hope it comes out alex have you ever seen umbrella academy so i did watch the first season with tiffany i have not gone around to watching season two because you know not to say that season one left me not willing to watch a second season but i just Mm -hmm. haven't found the time you know as a callback to stuff from last year i only just recently started watching squid game so like that's how slow i am about you know catching up to things that have come out but uh you know i might get to it since i at least watched the first season i do have some uh history with the show yeah and honestly it's the charisma for number five that kid can act he really can. Like, honestly, I'm looking forward to his future roles beyond Umbrella Academy, whatever they may be. Has he been in anything other than Umbrella Academy that I would know? Like, just offhand? I, not off the top of my head. I, I feel can't. like he's going to be something special. Like, yeah. I he hope is, so. He's excellent. Oh my gosh. He's so good. Honestly, that, that entire cast, at least from like the core family, so good. So, so good. I will gladly do a rewatch right before it comes out, if it, if it comes out in 2022. Alex, your number five. All right. My number five, Square Enix game. You know, this has a release date, and that's Forspoken. Okay, mm. nice. So I know we, we've talked about this a little bit in the past. We talked about it when we did our draft episode, which was our most recent episode before this one. And it's my number five mostly due to the fact that, right, it's running on the Luminous engine, which is the engine they used to develop Final Fantasy 15 on. And having played that several years back and kind of seeing what maybe 
Final Fantasy could have been on that engine gave me hope to say, you know what, at least the tool set is here to make an interesting game, right? Whether or not they executed that well in 15 itself, I would say no. I I don't think they really had the idea of how to create an open world game, let alone make Final Fantasy into an open world game at that time. But at least the technology was there to, you know, to say, hey, at least we can build an open world, make it look pretty good. And I mean, it's running on a PS4. It doesn't run the best on PS4 hardware, but at least it's something, right? And so with this, right, Forspoken's PS5 exclusive. So we got that, you know, they're targeting current gen hardware. This thing will hopefully run great, you know, full frames, full resolution. And I just like the idea, you know, I mentioned it in the Fantasy Draft episode that this is a AAA isekai game. And by that, I mean, you know, to listeners that don't know what isekai means, it literally means another world in Japanese. And so it just, it's taking this New Yorker who's played by Ella Blinska, you know, that actress, uh, and transporting her to this fantasy world where she gains a magic bracelet that allows her to cast, cast magic spells and I don't know if the bracelet also lets her run really fast, but I'm going to assume that also gives her the power to traverse environments very quickly. And so this just looks like a high-budget fantasy you know, RPG that has a quote-unquote kind of realistic character, right? It's like a human like you and I and just in a fantasy world of magic. So I think I'm, I'm not as hopeful for the writing because initial trailers for it don't give me that much confidence to say that it's going to be great, at least dialogue-wise, but at least the gameplay looks really interesting. And, you know, as the buzzwords are, uh, fast-paced and frenetic. Uh, so I'm definitely interested on those grounds. If this is something I'm intrigued by, you know, we are RXP recommended experiences. Uh, this is something that I'm going to have to wait to see what you think of it uh, before I, like, take a dive. Like is it seventy bucks at launch? I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, I think. It, yeah, last time I saw in the PlayStation Store, they had it. The digital version was listed for seventy dollars. Yeah, like this is if you just tell me like a fantasy RPG, like that should be right down my alley. Like that's I feel like half of the games that I play. But there's something about the trailers that's just not grabbing me, and I just don't know if it's bad trailers or like a bad game you know like i don't know until you play it so i i'm i'm very happy that you're excited for it and i will wait for your recommendation when is it coming out i might, might have missed that may 24th okay cool excellent at least in the u.s i'm pretty like intrigued even because of who the writers are and the like the world building of this game like gary witta who did who wrote the screenplay for screenplay for rogue one and then this lady that worked on uncharted I, i'm mm-hmm. sorry i don't remember her name but mm-hmm. like amy they hennig. have amy hennig like they have people that know how to make a good story so yeah. even though the game does look a smidge janky in my humble opinion i mean i'm not listen and audience, you can know, I must confess, I honestly sometimes can't tell the difference between 60 frames per second versus not 60 frames per second. But like, even to me, Forspoken looked a smidge on the jankier side mm-hmm. through the the trailers that I've seen. But I'm a sucker for a good story. So I'll be there in a, in a heartbeat if there's a good story involved. I guess I didn't know how to finish my sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Now, if this is good narrative, like, hey, 
I, I, I guess it doesn't, like, look at uh, Guardians of the Galaxy this last year. Great narrative, didn't care for the combat, but it didn't matter because I was stuck there for the story. And honestly, the locomotion of this game looks second to none. Like, it, this looks like a fun game to run around in. I just don't know what else there is. So, yeah, I, it, it might be the dark horse of this, this year for me. Uh, but, yeah, more to come. So going on, this is going to be a heavy hitter, guys. I, I just don't know if you're ready for my number four most excited thing for 2022. And this is something that I, this is the, well, there might be a couple. This is something that I do not know if it's coming out in 2022. This is me just going for the fences, and it's not Silk Song, because <laughs> we're not even going to talk about it until it happens. This is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. It's so low on my list, partly because some of the other games and movies and TV shows above it are just, I'm more hyped for. But two, I don't know still if we're getting this. I, I won't be certain until Nintendo puts out a tweet or has a uh, Nintendo Direct talking about it. This game is, you know, just one of my favorite game series. I do not think, and this might be a hot take, I do not think Breath of the Wild is my favorite, nor do I think it's the best Legend of Zelda game of all time. I, I'm definitely more towards the N64, as you've 100% heard me talk about before. Um, and even, you know, some of the, the earlier uh, earlier uh, games in the Legend of Zelda series. But still, Breath of the Wild 2, th this is going to be a great game. If this comes out, this is going to review like crazy. Tiffany is going to have a hit on her hands for uh, Fantasy Critic this year if it comes out. My worry is, though, I was pretty sure it was going to come out holiday 2021, and we still haven't heard anything. Um, we just finished the 35th anniversary of Legend of Zelda. Like, they missed all their opportunity. And I know COVID, you know, is still an ongoing thing. But if it comes out, this game is going to just ruin my productivity for anything outside of being at work. <laughs> would you take a day off for this game? Yeah, I would. I would. See, Nintendo holds a lot of their games close to their chest. And I kind of can appreciate that, that they won't let the hype factor stew for way too long. Yeah. I mean, we only just found out, like, last week that Kirby and the Forgotten Land is coming out in March, you know? Yeah. So I could really, honestly, I could even see, like, an E3 Nintendo Direct happening, and they say, coming out September 20th or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could, they're very, you know... They do well with balancing, keeping the hype strong, but also, like, releasing things relatively mm -hmm. soon when they know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think this game is coming out. I really, I, I so. really, I really think it's coming out this year. Yeah, like they, I I feel like now that Smash is out of the way, like there's there's no real speculation on Nintendo as as long as like a you know this is just a standing order every Nintendo Direct there might be a Smash character what's everyone's recommendation I feel like or what's everyone's prediction I think that Breath of the Wild 2 is the next thing like hey what do you what do you guys think that this is going to be even be called because we don't even have a title yet we just keep calling it Breath of the Wild 2 uh, I, I'm really excited I, I think that some of their trailers are definitely edited and don't make sense 
put together. So I think that they're trying to keep, you know, close to the chest like you talked about. Yep. Something. So I know that you're number. What number are we on? Five. We are number four. Four. Yeah, that was number four. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't have a release date for you. But my number four does. It's actually coming out March 11th. 2022 and that is the next pixar movie turning red so disney has announced that the movie turning red will premiere on disney plus on march 11th 2022 and i don't believe there they will charge extra there's no cost for premiere access or anything they're just giving out to the masses they've done this with every other pixar release since the pandemic has pretty much been raging on you know with onward Mm. in march of 2020 I'm kind of bummed that they're just giving it away for free, but you know what? I'm not going to complain because I'm kind of averse to that whole payment method anyway, but I'm so excited for Turning Red. Number one, Pixar has very few misses, and number Mm. two, it's about this little Chinese girl that lives in Canada who's growing up in the 90s that has a family curse or something that like people turn into red pandas when they're embarrassed. I don't even honestly like who knows, but they Mm -hmm. have Backstreet Boys music in the trailers. Mm -hmm. They have this girl has like this girl power friend group. These three other two to three other girls that just love and support her. And both of her parents are alive. Honestly, like this is a win. (laughs) Yeah. Get get this on my screen. I'm probably going to be quoting this movie for the rest of the year. I, I just know it. I feel it in my bones. You have been so hype about this. Every new trailer you've been sending just, to the group chat. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like both Alex and I are just like, okay, have a great time. But I'm now that it's coming gr- to Disney+. I'm, I'm going to force a group watch. There's a group watch method on Disney+. Plus. I'm going to be like, get your butts into Discord. And we're going to play this. I feel like we're going to be doing a peer review probably on this. <laughs> great <laughs> just kidding i i think that this is a movie that if it did not come to disney plus for free i probably would not watch it this is not something i would go to the theater for but now that it's coming to disney plus and if you say it's fantastic then i will watch it i mean or I'm i guess if we watch it together then we'll watch it <laughs> then you'll tell me that it's fantastic yeah. so like here's the thing too though like are the i don't know I'm confused if they're doing a dual release because listen here, if they do this like Disney Plus at home and then in the theater, I might, if I love it that much, I might also just go to the theater afterwards to support this movie on a Tuesday when the ticket's only $6.50. But regardless, (laughs) I want this movie to do well because I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about it. The director of this film did, um, directed one of my favorite animated shorts called bow which was this really weird like it was this short about this chinese mom that like finally like had a kid or something and it was this little dumpling like legit Mm. she made a dumpling and it like personified into a little child and she was like taking care of this little dumpling trying to protect her little dumpling and then he grows up and then like leaves the home and she's just heartbroken, you know, because kids grow up and leave, you yeah. know, I was a wreck. I've literally watched that short and cried like like I've watched that short like 10 times and eight of the 10 times I've cried because I've also made other people watch this short. It's just I've really never sweet. seen that short. I'm going to make you watch this short. 
I'm okay. literally gonna make you watch this short. It sounds after like this Toy recording. Story three. Yeah. <laughs> like kind of any, and I cried. In to- I cry every yeah. time Toy Story three. Yeah. Any like, it's one of those movies which I I do cry during movies quite like it's not a completely you have a heart crazy and soul exactly like it's one of those movies that could be on the TV and I turn it on. And if he is giving his toys away at the end oh, of that movie, Lord. I will start crying. Like, I just it's can't just, help it. And yeah. I think it's because, like, it came out. And, like, it was perfectly timed with my childhood. Like, yeah. Like, Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. And so it just it just hits way different. So. I compl- yeah. But anyway, Turning Red, I'm really excited about it. Like, Excellent. And the pandas, the red pandas look freaking cute. It is adorable. I will like, give it that. And Pixar, yeah. like, Pixar... They don't miss. You said yeah. it. You know, they, Rare, they just I don't. said rarely miss, Matt. Okay. We won't talk about the misses. Maybe that could be a podcast episode. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably good. <laughs> All right, Alex. Number four. What you got? Number four. It's a Netflix show. And I think this will <gasps> come at a surprise to both of I'm, you. I'm already surprised that you said a Netflix show. This it, boy don't watch TV. It's, it's the only Netflix <laughs> show on my top six. So okay. spoilers for the my upper half but that is the netflix show for cuphead whoa nice and this is coming out in march end of march and i didn't even know that you know for the listeners out there you know as you might or might not be aware matt you know big fan of cuphead this man's Mm -hmm. played the game many many times I, on the other hand, am very deathly scared of the game just due to the difficulty of it. So I have not played it myself. However, I really do enjoy the animation, the aesthetic, right? It's old school, Mm -hmm. like what, like 30s, 40s, 50s, like that, like page by page, like hand-drawn animation. And the fact that it's getting an actual show goes to show how powerful that game was in that, you know, inspired by the art that you know, was the aesthetic for it. It then becomes that art that it was inspired by, you know, it's, we're coming full circle here. And so mm-hmm. I'm really interested cause I love Cuphead just by the art aesthetic and the fact that it's getting a show in it's in the same aesthetic. Definitely super interested. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, right? It's Cuphead and Bugman. Maybe some other characters from the games appear there, but I think it's mm-hmm. maybe a uh, original story. I don't know if it's following uh, the story of the games, but super interested. looks great. And I hope it just brings back those like old nostalgia memories for you know the cartoons from before I, like I was even alive. So yeah, yeah, fantastic pick. I this did not make my list, but it narrowly missed my list uh, because this and the DLC are both coming out this year, and I'm very very excited for both. I am so excited though for Cuphead. Like that show looks really good. Um, it, it's funny if. I feel like I have a pretty good appreciation because, you know, I've 100% on Xbox and PlayStation. Need to get the Switch, you know, version and, you know, get the trifecta. Um, But, you know, you see some of the enemies and some of the bosses um, from the game in the the TV show. So it'll be interesting because really you don't have as much lore. And most of those bosses, the big premise of the game is the bosses have become in debt to the devil and so cuphead and mugman are basically just collecting their debt which is their souls and so that's the whole premise of cuphead so it'll be interesting to kind of see i don't know if this is going to be before or after or just separate altogether. you know it'll be interesting to see kind of okay 
let's see what these bosses are like outside of the game because you only get to see them when you're fighting them so very excited for it but yeah you're right the art is just amazing i i have been in love with it it was my game of the year when cuphead came out um and it's something that i think about all the time and uh fantastic pick all right we have made it to the top half of our most excited things of 2022 i'm gonna kick it off with my number three pick, which is my most anticipated movie of 2022, and this is The Batman. The Batman. Yeah. Knew you knew it. it was coming. I you knew, knew it was coming. Um, this is it just going to be fantastic, I hope. like Everything coming up to this point has been spot on. The imagery of the trailers and just the grit of this new Batman makes me so excited. This is definitely going to be a younger take of Batman, and uh, with it, it's kind of like more real life and gritty. Um, Paul Dano, who plays the Riddler, going to be very different from Jim Carrey, who played the Riddler back in like 1992 or 94, whenever it was. Actually, it was much later than that. Um, 98? 90, I don't know. Something about that. Um, this is just going to be fantastic, I feel. Matt Reeves, uh, who is directing this, he, when he talks about it at DC Fandom or other kind of media outlets, he is someone that's just very well-versed in the comics, and he almost has like a reverence to him when he's talking about this, this movie where he doesn't want to just make another Batman movie. He wants to do something that adds to Batman. And I think that's something that's hard to do because, honestly, Batman is my favorite comic book. It's my favorite comic book character and something that's very important to my childhood and my adulthood now. Um, and I agree with everyone that Batman does get a lot of appearances. He has a lot of iterations and a lot of movies. And there was a time when we started getting, like, Batman v Superman. I was in the camp of okay, maybe we need to hang up the cape for now. Like, maybe it's getting to that point where we don't need another Batman movie. And so I hope this hits, because I would love to be excited again about a huge blockbuster film. And I think he can do it. I really do. Um, so we'll see. I'm very excited for it. It comes out in March this year. Uh, I'm very excited. I will be watching it uh, when it releases. And um, so excited. So, so excited. When in March is it coming out? Mm, you know, that I don't know. Um, March 4th, 2022. Uh, so right at the beginning. Um, it, you know, originally was 2021. Got pushed back. Uh, they had some COVID problems <laughs> on set for sure. Um, but yeah, March 4th. It's going to be great. And I'm very excited. Are either of you planning on, on watching it? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe. If you're Fantastic like, commitment. hey, if you're just like, hey, you want to go? I'll be like, cool, I'll go. But otherwise, I'm probably not. I think go. I don't know. I think for me, it's I I will watch it eventually. I just don't know okay. when. Like I don't know if it's I, enough for me I to want to go to the theater. But I think definitely I'll when I have the opportunity, I will watch it. Yeah, I'm I'm kind I'm, pretty, I'm kind of in that camp. Like the art direction of just the trailers, I I, I stand by that the Batman trailers have been some of the best that I've seen in the past few years. I, I just think that everything that's shown in those trailers makes me want to see it on the biggest screen possible. So I will for sure be talking about it on the podcast. You 
you bet. Um, so who knows? More to come. All right, Tiffany, number three. So everyone already knows what my number two is, but my number yes. three—you don't know what my number three, my number three is. That's but correct. my number three is also in the MCU. I am looking forward to Thor: Love and Thunder, July eighth, twenty twenty-two. I loved and adore Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit heartbroken that I'm assuming Loki will not be in this rendition. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, you know, Taika Waititi at the helm, Christian Bale added as a new character. Like, mm-hmm. what What more do you need? I don't know. It's going to be a blast. I'm, I'm excited. I think it's going to yeah. be a wild ride. And I can't believe i didn't take off that day from work so i just went in and put that request in so july, july that was 8th. the difference between three and two you know yeah, that's true that's yeah. that's it that's the biggest difference so yeah thor love and thunder are you guys not excited or enthused for this one i'm a little bit confused as to what will take place in that movie and so i don't know enough to be excited for it and honestly the Thor series, just in general, I feel like is the most like hit or miss for it. Like Thor Ragnarok is super high, but then you start talking about Thor Dark World, which in my mind is like pretty pretty bottom of the barrel. Not the worst, but like pretty much down there. Um, and so I just don't know where it's going to go, you know? It's Taika Waititi directing yeah. again. And he's I'm sure he's going to be fantastic. And honestly, I would love to see Loki just make an appearance with this multiverse thing like who knows honestly if it's literally just a photo of loki and, and thor being like i've i miss you brother and like that being it like i take that like you know I mean? it's you like the know. photo or the meme with uh wolverine holding yeah the picture yes! frame and like Yo, <laughs> fondly honestly back. if that happened like that needs to happen I will, lit- I will DM Taika on Twitter right now to be like, please. They can fit it in. They've got time <laughs> yeah. between now and July. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what made what made uh, the Multiverse of Madness take this spot over Love and Thunder? Is it just because it's like recency, like bias of like all these things happening with Multiverse? No. It's because honestly, Multiverse of Madness, the more and more I like read about it, hear about it, think about it, it sounds like an Avengers level movie. Like, okay. the more I see it, gotcha. like, the trailer, the characters, the, like, the impact, like, it seems mm-hmm. like a high-stakes, high-level film with a lot of cameos. Yeah. So, that's why it's number two for me. It's like and the the bottleneck. I feel like the MCU, like, once you're going through the phases, like, there's, like, bottleneck stories where, like, they all come together that then makes like such a big impact. I feel like Civil War was one of those and like Age of Ultron came back. Like of course all the Avengers movies. Yeah. Um yeah, I agree. I, I definitely I definitely feel that. I don't know also Natalie Portman's in Love and Thunder and like she's gonna yes. be like she Thor or what does she have an actual title? Thor. She's Thor. oh she's Thor. Got it. I mean in cool. the comics they kind of almost allude to like Thor's a title, not a person or something. You know, oh. I mean it gets com- it gets confusing. I did yeah. read I get confused by how comics come out, but like I bought like two hardcover versions mm-hmm. of like Lady Thor that had multiple That's I guess, what I was thinking. Books, okay. But like or you know the the, the tiny thin comics yeah. that come out yeah like yeah. it had a couple collections of that i it didn't really have an end and i don't understand if i can buy more like i'm confused about what i bought i read it though 
and that's what I gleaned. Okay, from. excellent. Um, so Thor's a title. It's like naming your kid like president. I mean, it's almost like Asgard's the people, not the place. Or I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like that right. whole. Yeah. I don't know. It's audience. Feel free to her like email comment below yeah. at me like we need explain, help like, please yeah help i need us. help with this um but i mean i think natalie portman's a, a fine actress and so yeah. welcoming her yeah. back seems fun i mean even the way i could imagine taika doing a really hilarious way of incorporating mm-hmm. her back in yeah um you but know, yeah that's you know coming off of ragnarok which was you know undoubtedly the best Thor movie, right? Like better than one and yeah. two bar none. I think for me, cause you asked before about like what our hype levels were. And I think I'm towing the line of hype very finely here because as I've expressed in the past, it's that thing where things I am expecting to know I'm going to like or enjoy, or I hope that are good that I want to enjoy. I do try to do the media blackout type thing. So the fact that mm. I really kind of don't want to know the people that show up or who's been cast to do what, because I think that just adds more intrigue to the movie to say when they do appear. And then I point at the screen and it's like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme where I'm like squinting and like pointing towards the screen to be like, Oh, it's that person. And they're in the movie. I think that adds to the enjoyment to be like, Oh, I really don't know what the scope is. Right. Because as Matt was mentioning, he doesn't know what's happening in love and thunder. Right. And you mentioned Mm -hmm. uh, maybe she Thor shows up or just Thor in general shows up, but in a different form, right. Possibly also linked to the multiverse of madness. Who knows? But uh, I think that's where I'm at to say, because I don't know enough, Mm -hmm. I'm not high for it, but also I don't want to know more because I don't want to like spoil myself too much because I think that that's where I'm like, I I'm intrigued enough to be excited, but I don't want to be overly excited to just read everything and, you know, Mm -hmm. try to anticipate what might happen. I feel like that's kind of the reason why I'm not as hype as far as like versus the Batman with like multiverse of menace or any other, the MCU movies coming this year, just because I feel like Batman for me is just so it's easy to kind of think through of like what a Batman movie will be like. I don't know what multiverse is going to be like. And honestly, I don't know what love and thunder is going to be like. I haven't even, I have not read anything about it. I just knew that Natalie Portman was in it and you know, that was it. Uh, so I'm excited. It, it should, it could be something that just blows us away. Like I knew nothing about Shang-Chi and it was one of my favorite movies of last year and uh, still is one of my favorite MCU movies for sure. All right, Alex, number three. All right, we were talking a lot about Thor, and for my number three, it's a different <gasps> version of Thor. Wow. Not, not the MCU version, and I'm talking about God of War, Ragnarok. There it is. Okay, okay, okay. So this is the only entry on my list that doesn't have a hard date, You know, mm-hmm. as, as some of yours uh, previous points have also not had a hard date just yet, but very confident in Sony can get this out this year, right? It was planned originally for last year. Corey Barlog went on Twitter saying, hey, we're delaying it. You know, fully understandable mm-hmm. COVID, production delays, who knows why. Regardless, take your time. But I'm confident God of War Ragnarok is coming out this year. We had the teaser, you know, spoilers for God of War 2018. If you haven't played it, play it. You have no excuse now. It just recently released on Steam. So you don't need a PlayStation to play it. You can go play it on your PC master race and whatnot. But anyway, (laughs) 
Spoilers for God of War, though. So also, if you plan on playing it, tune out for the next 30 seconds. We see Thor at the end of God of War, right? And albeit we only yeah. see his outline and then obviously Mjolnir, but that's all you need to see to know it's Thor, right? He's a big fat guy, pudgy hands, and he's got Mjolnir, the 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 hammer, the legendary hammer. And so with that, I'm very excited. And I think, you know, I've been hearing a lot of discourse about this game online, right? You know, through Reddit posts or gaming podcasts or even Twitter. And I think at least for me, it's sitting at number three, mostly because I'm trying to scale my expectations appropriately. Because mm-hmm. honestly, for me, I don't know if the story will be as impactful as God of War 2018 was. And that's because, right, 2018 was such a growing moment for that franchise, right? It's re- essentially rebooting the franchise, right? It had, I think, six games before it. So technically, it's God of War 7, because I think it had four mainline games and like two handheld games all mm. canon by the way and this being quote-unquote god of war 7 but just being called god of war right it is a reboot for the franchise but still carrying on the story and feelings of everything that's happened in the past you know six games it's it was so impactful to show that you know kratos as a character has changed and also how he's trying to impart that change on an impressionable young boy and with that, I just don't think whatever happens with Ragnarok will ever reach the highs that God of War did. And I'm not expecting it to. I think at least what they've shown so far of the game is they're really looking to address the gameplay, right? I know a lot of people complain about God of War 2018 and that there's a lot of repetition of enemies. The Draugr, you know, are generally the same, except maybe different, you know, sizes uh, and you know, there's a lot of troll fights that, you know, they'd have slightly different attack patterns and slightly different skin colors, but they're still trolls. They're still usually wielding some big, you know, column to whack you within, maybe casting magic at you. But based on what we've seen, we already have a lot more enemy types, right? They showed off, you know, a centaur. They showed off more of those weird, like, dog lizard things that can, like, crawl on the ground. They showed a lot more, like, bigger, kind of just burly-like enemies, so I think gameplay-wise, they're looking to really address it on that front. I'm expecting it. Also, I hope we get Mjolnir. You know, I hope we beat up Thor and take the hammer for ourselves. It might be similar to the Leviathan Axe, but, you know, God of War is also known for wielding multiple weapons. So we already have yeah. the Leviathan Axe. We have the Blades of Chaos. Give us Mjolnir. Hell, give us, like, Atreus's bow, maybe, or Atreus's bow. You know, like, let mm-hmm. Kratos wield it. Who knows? Uh, but definitely looking forward to it. And yeah, I hope it's a good time. Fantastic pick. Fun fact. I finally finished the story of God of War 2018. Fantastic. What'd you feel about it? It was a grand time. Okay. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I knew the story because like in 2018, Alex regaled me with the tales because at mm-hmm. the time I never thought I'd play it and so like I knew how it would end and finally I was like you know what let me just pick this up it took me like a year and a half mm-hmm. to play through even on story mode but I was just taking my time with it and then honestly this past weekend I got into a groove and just like wrapped it up nice yeah does that make it was, you it was fun does that make you really excited for Ragnarok this year? Like, are you going to play it, like, it day one? Ma- 
It makes me very interested in it. Okay. I honestly depends on when it comes out, whether or not I'm going to play it on release or not. Because I also, you know, I originally started playing God of War through borrowing the game from Alex. And then it was straight up just free on the PS collection because I got a PS5. Mm -hmm. So having that luxury of playing the game without having to pay money was was nice yeah. makes it better <laughs> yeah so we'll, we'll see we'll see are you gonna play it on release matt yeah no this is something that will take over whatever unfortunately releases at the same time like if something else releases at the same time as this um it will take a back burner um including breath of the wild 2 because this is my oh, number boy. two most excited <laughs> and anticipated thing of 2022. Uh, this is this game is something that I know. Just I I love the first game. I played it last year for the first time. It made my top six of 2021 experiences. It's one of my favorite games of all time, honestly. Uh, and it is just a special special tale. I think what's also great about it is that this is the conclusion of this arc. They're going to go beyond this and maybe go towards some different mythology after this. And what I really enjoy about that kind of factoid is that the problem with having a second movie out of a trilogy or a second game out of a trilogy is that it just the climax of it just doesn't make sense sometimes. And it's almost like wasted, like, okay, where are we... Where are we going to put, you know, the start of the third game and the end of the second game? And for this... You know, we had such a high ending with like a very epic fight. And now this is Ragnarok. This is, we know exactly what's going to happen. He's going to face off against Thor. He's going to face off against any other god that's still there. Um, this is this is going to be an epic game. I, I think this is going to be, have more of those epic fight sequences. Because we didn't really fight too many gods in the first game. And I think that there's going to be more of those kind of, hallmark you know boss fights that are just going to be cinematic in a lot of ways and that just makes me so excited i I think that this is definitely going to be a contender for game of the year if it comes out this year if it comes out next year it'll be game of the year contender next year this is something that will will shock the world um and i i hope it takes full advantage of the ps5 uh because you know I'm just ready for it. I'm so ready for this game. Yeah, even with Freya hunting hunting you down, right? Kratos mm-hmm. and Atreus down, like that. Definitely, that's going to culminate in a epic fight. Yeah, 100. And we don't know what Atreus is going to be like. He's a little bit older now. He has his identity revealed to him. What is he going to be like? How is he going to go with that knowledge? We kind of saw a little bit of it him kind of having a big head towards the end of the game. But, you know, now he's getting into the worst part of a teenager. Like, you know, this could be terrible. Like, who knows? Maybe he faces off against Atreus. Like, we we don't know what's going to happen. Um, And so I think that's my biggest thing. I try not to speculate too much because I definitely trust Santa Monica to just do their best. And I, I think they are great storytellers. So I'm excited for whatever story that they will tell us. I thought the Valkyries was were like obscenely hard, even on story mode. Like I couldn't even beat one. <laughs> like I, I was like going to Muspelheim 
to like do the trials just yeah. to like get like level up and stuff and then the valkyrie was just like demolishing my face and i was like this is not fun for me um, yeah those are so tough so so tough i also don't remember like i remember playing that on hard and i don't remember why i was playing on hard i wonder you're if playing the whole game on hard yeah you're playing the whole I, there's no trophy for difficulty okay then i have no idea what i was doing <laughs> the 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 valkyrie queen was terrible terrifying on the last like oh it was the worst part of that game because i was just so frustrated why were anyway, you playing it on hard i don't know sometimes i like challenging things um i don't i don't you're understand. talking to a man that's being cuphead like five times <laughs> yeah okay which i have beaten those on normal and hard you know gotta get that platinum you know what i mean wow all right okay. Tiffany, well skip me we've You've talked already about talk- your number two yeah so alex your number two most excited of 2022 all right my number two another sony game that as we are recording this podcast yes i'm dating the podcast is only one month away horizon forbidden west what this is number two this is number two matt yeah so let let me go into this so horizon forbidden west horizon came out in 2017 Little known to most people because just a week later, Zelda Breath of the Wild and yeah. the Nintendo Switch came out and stole all of Horizon's <laughs> thunder. Yeah. So people were like, what's Horizon? I don't care about this. I like climbing barren textured mountains <laughs> with my li- limited stamina bar. Next gen experience. I think that's what you mean to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. True, true. New console, like new game. But anyway, Horizon Zero Dawn came out. Amazing game. And it's my number two mostly because I really just like the world they built. You know, this is a post, technically post, post apocalyptic United States. You know, this takes place, you know, the first game in kind of the Rocky Mountains area. And now with the second game, we are traveling to the Forbidden West, the titular, you know, West Coast. And so in the trailers, they've shown a lot of stuff. Uh, from San Francisco, the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, Lombard Street, you know, a lot of big famous uh, locations that people uh, who've lived in California or who have seen pictures will recognize. And I th- and I really enjoy this because from kind of two standpoints, and this might be something we get to later in another video in the future, maybe. Uh, but I like the contrast of having kind of these real, real world locations kind of reimagined as if nature took them back, you know? So it's literally the urban jungle becoming a jungle once again. And I just like these depictions of, you know, these landscapes just being, you know, becoming natural again. And there's a lot of creativity there just with saying, hey, you remember this place that you might have walked down just, you know, the other day? Well, now there's a river running through it, right? Like just due to the course of how, like Lombard Street, right, is this weird kind of serpentine road that's downhill. And now, you know, 2,000 years in the future, it's just a river, which would, you know, make sense, you know, if the water levels rise as well as the snow caps are melting. Uh, But, you know, besides that, I think this game is doing a lot that's very interesting from a sci-fi storytelling perspective. And also, you know, robot dinosaurs, what's there not to like? I'm definitely... As much as I know about this game, I'm equally in the dark because also with this, just like with uh, Ragnarok, I'm trying to go media blackout on it. So 
you know, I have this game pre-ordered. I'm ready to play it as soon as, you know, possible. And definitely, I think, as I've mentioned in the past, just a lot of the stuff they did with the DLC for the first game, the Frozen Wilds, and also with what they did working on the engine the game runs on, which they gave to Kojima, who made that stranding with the same game engine, shows the very much the possibilities of what the uh, Forbidden West might play like, you know, with the traversal. They always talk about the pull caster being able to kind of zip to points in the environment and launch yourself off and then use the sun or I think shield wing to kind of glide around breath of the wild style. There's a lot of innovation there that I have seen from the initial trailers. And I think this will just be great experience and probably my game of the year. Even if God of war Ragnarok comes out, I I really think that the potential with forbidden West is just much higher, but you know, that's why it's my number two as opposed to God of war being my number three. Wow. Do we think that Forbidden? No, I guess Horizon, not Forbidden. Like the, do we think Horizon is going to be a trilogy or just like just continuing forever? You know, what do you th- the the second game hasn't come out yet, but uh, it, that's always the hard question because it's such a good premise, and I think mm-hmm. with how the story is designed. The first game, you definitely needed Aloy as a character, but depending upon how they portray her in this game, I think they could maybe introduce other characters to kind of create a broader franchise out of it. Uh, Not to say I want them to make more, because obviously we still need to see how good Forbidden West is. The story is. Right. right. And so once I finish Forbidden West, I guess then I'll be able to make a more concrete decision to say, Yes, create a Horizon universe. You know, I want more stories beyond Aloy's story. Or, yeah, maybe we just keep playing with Aloy and we get Horizon 7 by 2050. You know, I, I think I'd be fine with that if, <laughs> if they're willing to make it. But I think definitely mm. by the sheer fact that this is based on the planet and we've only, I guess, traversed a third of the United States, you definitely have a lot of, you know, exploration possible. Yeah, a lot free yeah. real estate. Next, yeah, that's Mexico. Free real estate in America. That's never been uttered. <laughs> Horizon, Middle Earth. Yeah. The, the equator. So oh, I, 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 I didn't know we're traveling to Middle Earth now. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Bring it back. <laughs> um, this is a game that I'm very excited for. Very excited for. I will play it this year. I know I will. It might not be immediately. It might, it have might to not be, be one in of February. My f- it might not be in February. Um, I just finished in Platinum's Horizon. Um, Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn. I, yeah, now I'm like messing up all of these names because they've yeah. got too many names. You're like it's got Forbidden like Frozen Dawn. Wilds was the yeah. DLC. Yeah. I'm like, like, yeah, that's also so FW. So we have Horizon ZDF Forbidden West, yeah. And now we have Horizon FW. Yeah, so uh, this game is going to be probably one of the best experiences this year. I, I think this is easily a game of the year contender. It makes me wonder, would Sony release like Forbidden West and Ragnarok in the same year? Like, I, I just don't know. Um, maybe they will, and I hope they do, because we will just be like feeding this year if they do. Because that game, I think that it had 
one of the best stories I've seen on a PS4 game. Um, you know, I have this huge backlog, and, and throughout my backlog that I've played through, it's been one of the best games that I've played. I definitely was slower to get through it because the whole open world system, but that's not really that game's problem. Like, that's just like a me thing. That's what I do with every open world game. Uh, this is going to be a fantastic story. They set it up perfectly to where I am very invested in the story from day one. I want to see what happens. And honestly, just answering Tiffany's question, I I kind of hope they don't. Like, I, I, I hope this has a conclusion to it and that they move on to something else. Like, I, I think that Guerrilla Games has definitely proved themselves to have something special. But... It, we'll just have to see what, where the story goes because at this point, like, I have no idea how they could make, you know, someone else other than Aloy be the main character. So we'll see. Um, I'm very excited for the game. It's going to be one of the best games of the year, but it's not my number one because a week after Forbidden West graces our presence, are you we saying are it's finally Zelda Breath of the Wild 2? Are they doing, is Nintendo doing it again? <laughs> yeah, they're bringing it back. <laughs> um, that would actually be hilarious. Um, but they won't do that because everyone besides Forbidden West is scared of a small game called Elden Ring, which is my number one that is going to absolutely take over my March. Elden Ring, it's a From Software game. Honestly, Legend of Zelda is one of my favorite gaming series, but if we're talking about just developers, From Software takes the cake. This is Dark Souls, Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 3. Honestly, are two of my, they're both in my top 25 games of all time. So putting that into more of an, it, it is kind of like a, it's not a full open world, but it's very much more open than Dark Souls ever was. But I just cannot wait. The, the combat that From Software has, the lore that it has, the character design, enemy design, weapons, everything about it. Fantasy, I, I feel like sci-fi and fantasy, medieval fantasy, are two of my best settings. I love both of them. I, I could have a space adventure all the time. I'm playing through Mass Effect 2 right now. It's fantastic. But at the same time, more of a medieval fantasy is probably my number one thing. That's why I love Game of Thrones. You know, Lord of the Rings, Amazon series is coming out this year. Can't wait for that. And then, but Elden Ring is just like the icing on the cake for me. Uh, that that will be my prediction for Game of the Year this year for me personally. But I also see this hitting. Like they had a uh, event where they previewed it to a bunch of people and media. And people are just talking crazy stuff about this. Like it is, it is something that I think will review crazy well. And I think um, it, it is unfortunate that there isn't a difficulty setting. I would love to see other people get into it and have that accessibility. But at the same time, that's what I enjoy most about this game. If this game was easy, I don't think that I would enjoy it as much. So. Um, they did say that it might be the easiest from software game that they've ever played. So if that piques your interest, you should check it out. But I'm definitely excited. It's coming out in uh, February, uh, late February. Um, so it is going to take over, take over my life. I'm trying to figure so, out what I'm going to play it on 
PS5 or Xbox Series X. Yeah, I was just about to ask you that. Which system are you going to get it for? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I I share games with Yasser on PlayStation, and I asked him the other night. I was like, "Would you play Elden Ring?" And he's like, "Maybe." So I don't know. Like if if That's he's if it's a strong maybe, then maybe I'll get on PlayStation. I'm not sure. I I'm going to be playing a ton of it though. Yeah, because I'm also like wit. Like what now? I mean, because you have both, like yeah. the Series X and the PlayStation Five. Like picking which one. Like if it's not a Game Pass game, yeah. Like how do you even pick which one you get it for? Por qué no los dos? Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Throw down one hundred and forty dollars. I mean, if if it's really Game of the Year, he wants to support yeah. it, just like you and turning red in the theaters. You know, you gotta. That's, so the only way we can show yeah. support for these creative endeavors, unfortunately, is by paying up. So. Paying, yep. That's 100%. true. I did just buy a game that I've already owned on a different console this past really? weekend. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, just buy both. If you, you know, I don't yeah. know. Anyway, hey, if you can, go for it. All Listen, right, Tiffany. Number my number one. one is also a video game. My number one also does not have a release date and i'm just hoping and praying it comes out in 2022 please please hogwarts legacy i need you in my life i need this game i need it like i will take a week off i say i take a day off for this not for movies i will take a week off to play this game also then if they tell me that this game only takes like 30 hours then i won't take a week off but maybe a long weekend i'm ready to buckle in and have like a 60 hour adventure in in freaking diagon alley and hogsmeade the the hogsmeade the three broomsticks hogwarts like i mean i the game looks pretty good like from the short two minute trailer that we have the only snippet of information that we have um port key games is working hard wb is pulling shenanigans trying to pretending or thinking about selling but not selling or whatever leave the poor devs alone let them do their work and let this game come out Please and thank you. I will pre-order this. I will pre-order whatever nonsensical ultimate serial edition that comes out. If they're like an about to sell, sell me a dragon statue, like I will pay for it. What like, if they sell four different versions for each house? I would die. But you know what? Amazing. I would. Li- <laughs> Alex, don't you dare! Don't you it turns dare into say Pokemon. that. Yeah. I- <laughs> If they're like Gryffindor we have four version. different, they're literally like I have four different steelbooks of this game. Like I would lose my free. I don't even care about steelbooks, but if they're just like, oh my god, Alex, how dare you put this into the universe? This is WB. This, I got you. You can pay me <laughs> a consulting fee later. I would, yeah, they would make oh a my, lot of money if they did that. I would buy. Two co- no, I'm just kidding. I'd just be like, give me that Ravenclaw edition. Oh, man, could you imagine them coming out with the different editions? That's ridiculous. Don't even. That would be hilarious. Or, I, listen, if they come out with, like, a weird DLC situation, like, here's Ravenclaw DLC, here's Gryffindor, yeah. I will buy all the DLCs. Do we know what this game is going to be? Like, I'm assuming have... action-adventure? I hope it's action-adventure. Okay. Yeah. I, I I just don't know enough about it. 
I'm very excited. And Matt. once they put the release date, they'll probably have more information. I'll be like sold. I love Harry Potter. Now whole I universe, just, I will go for it. I just saw the reunion HBO special and I had a lot of fa- like I was like sitting there and watching these actors reminisce and looking at them too because mm. I'm like, man, you guys look old. And then it made me feel old. Like, yeah, when I was they're like, our age. Yep. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, you've matured, and I hate it. But anyway, so like, I just remember all the feelings that I had reading the books, watching the movies. Granted, like the later movies, I only I've only seen Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part One and Two once. I've only what? seen. I've literally seen those movies once each. I've also seen, or sorry, I've read that final book only once. Like I just it hurt me when I oh was, the cursed child no Deathly oh. Hollows the oh. book Deathly Hollows I only read that the like I've literally I've read I'm pretty sure I've read Harry Potter one through four at least six times each like growing up okay especially because I was like waiting for yeah I'm flexing Alex is just like oh look at me I'm a Harry Potter nerd but anyway like yeah <laughs> I read those books a lot um five was not my favorite six like I think. Like, I just have so many memories. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. literally, it's like 20 years of my life. Gen Z makes fun of millennials for being Harry Potter, like, shills all the time. But it was formative. These stories yeah. are formative. And oh, yeah. this game looks great. And if it's what I even hope and dream. Okay, wait. Come come close. Everyone come close. If this game is just me making my own character and going through living my life as a Ravenclaw student and then going on adventures. I mean, come on. What more, I mean, what more do yeah. you need? You if do? this is a Harry Potter persona five, I'm living here. Oh, that would Just be, like, that would be pretty interesting. Like send That'd my awesome. owls out. Like I'm moving my address. I'm relocating to Hogwarts. Yeah. Okay. That would like, be pretty interesting to see you know, like persona five or like a, fire emblem three houses type deal with, yeah. with Hogwarts. Like, That'd be just, amazing. That's all I want. Just, mm-hmm. Give it to me. Here's seventy dollars. I'll buy it on every console. I'll yeah. s- I'm not gonna buy a Switch version. You're all but about you don't- buying on multiple consoles. <laughs> <laughs> Bring us cross play and cross everything. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I am a. I, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. I love the movies. I've read the books once each because I'm not a big reader, just personally. <laughs> um, I okay. I read the Cursed Child playwright once, and it was almost like a mis- like. I, I mean, I only read. It. I was. Like, I, I read it once. It's not worth it, Matt. You need to see it in person. Like yeah, it, it I, redeemed everything. I hope to see it in person. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I, I just don't know enough about it. That's where that's where I'm at with this. My I'm, my hype is enough for all three of us. I, I feel it. I feel it. I like feel I'm it. gonna be like Alex, you need to play this game. Merry Christmas. I'm literally gonna force it on him, yeah. and he's gonna be like, "Why'd you do this? Why you do this? Why you do this?" <laughs> All right, Alex. Number one, what beat out Horizon? I just have to know. Oh, okay. Yeah. So both of my co-hosts here had games. Surprisingly, actually, for to me that they both had games as their top anticipate albeit we are very games leaning on this podcast but mine is not a game for my number one he's my gonna pull out it's a song that's what he's gonna say <laughs> <Yeah>. number one <laughs> anticipated it's just gonna be some song i mean usually artists don't like advertise songs like that but no it's not a song this is a movie <gasps> 
and it's a sequel, and that is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Nice. Wow. I love it. Part one. Yeah, part Part one, one. (laughs) Yeah, Excuse me, I forgot the part one. Yes, it is part one. And so this is my number one because, to me, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the best animated film I've ever seen. I think the way it takes animated films, like the medium, the visuals, the writing, even just especially the content, right? The source material of having all these different versions of Spider-Man, Spider-Woman, Spider-Whatever, just crossing together and how it kind of, I guess, does the multiverse before stuff like even Spider-Man No Way Home has done it. At that time when the movie came out was just... You know, it broke every expectation. I had no real, you know, I had no real understanding that movies could be this good, especially in this form, right? The visuals, the colors, the music, just everything was done so well. Like Sony Animation Studios really raised my bar in terms of what I expect out of animated films. And Mm. I think one of the main advantages, right, of anime films is you're not relying on actors you know you're not relying on the visuals of an actor to carry it so it's really up to the artist's creative imagination to say how are we going to tell a story and it's you know the that's limitless right we all have creative minds and how i think creatively is different from how everyone else thinks and i think that movie just went to show that even as creative as a person i think i am I never would have thought to do a lot of the stuff they did there. And I think Across the Spider-Verse hopefully continues that trend, at least visually it's doing it with the trailer they release. And also, yeah, just like Spider-Man as a concept, you know, and all the different iterations of Spider-Man, I think has a lot of, is fertile ground for some very fun, very interesting, and also very heartwarming storytelling. And so that's why Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 is my most anticipated experience of 2022 i'm it's amazing so stoked for that movie too like so stoked coming out october 7th 2022 in the u.s are you putting in some uh, pto i should <laughs> <laughs> i should i'm kidding i honestly i probably won't okay like i Fair feel enough. like that one i could see i could wait till saturday to see if i need to Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm listen i'm pretty excited about it and it actually warms my heart that it's his that it's alex's number one most anticipated experience because i was not expecting that at all to be completely honest yeah no i was not at all um i am very excited for that as well i think that is a great pick Uh, i think honestly it's up there is maybe my favorite Spider-Man film? Is that bold to say? I don't know. No, that's like, not I bold. Think maybe, but, but honestly, join I the club, Matt. You know, we got a ton of room in here. Loving yeah, Spider-Man no. <laughs> to the Spider-Man. It was, it was great. It was great. Um, so I'm very excited for that. Yeah, I, I hope it hits. I, I'm a little bit nervous that it's part one. Like, when you start doing two parts, I feel like a pretty. I feel pretty strongly about putting one movie and making it into two parts because one well, it's kind of like the Potter same thing. to thank for that, don't we? 
yeah, it literally in is Twilight, Harry Potter. Twilight and Harry Potter. And Hunger they, Games. Yep. And you, you climax at a weird part. Like, it doesn't maybe make it as meaningful for the first part. And then the second part climaxes way too quick. And then it just lingers for too, too long. So I, I hope it doesn't fall into that trap. I, I would rather them just make it one movie. But that's, you know, that's just I'll me. sit there for four hours and watch an anime yeah. film. I'll do it. Listen, we watched a couple movies this year that felt like forever. <laughs> and <laughs> we're like three hours. It's fine. Let's just do it. Let's do it. All right. What a list. What a list. We had, what, 18 games? Or 18, 18 games. 18 things listed. We only had a couple overlaps. That's pretty decent. I mean, more like 15 things listed. You know what I mean? 15? Ish. Who's counting? Well, oh, I mean, yeah. like, Doctor Strange is on both of our lists. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, I forgot yeah, about like, that. Yeah. Doctor Strange and, uh, and God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Excellent. What a great list. So if you want to talk about what your list is, you know, we're, we're on podcast services now. We're on YouTube. I don't know where you're listening to this. If you're on YouTube, we're under RXP Podcast. You can always like, subscribe, leave a comment. Tell us what you think about our list. Uh, tell us all about Thor and that and that lore with Thor uh, or anything else with that. Thor lore. Um, yeah exactly um but if you want to if you want to reach out to us you can reach out to us on our gmail at rxp.podcast at gmail.com hit us up on twitter at rxp underscore podcast but for that big thanks to grandmaster doug for the tunes and we will see you next time I'm a little bit confused. I feel it in my bones. Por que no los dos?